the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka. We're talking savings investments in your retirement as always here on the Max Out Savings Show. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's save aggressively, invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. And, and, and I think it more, now more than ever, it, it, it's, it's, it's important to sit there and, 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 and understand that and, and understand the world we live in today. When we started this show, it was uh, back in uh, 15 years ago, and uh, – it, the savings rate was at record low levels. Uh, the, it was uh, close to, it was under 1%, and people weren't saving money. We said, look, we did, you're going to have to start saving money. There's a savings crisis. And we came up the, with, the, with the, how, how to do that, and, and it, was, it was to save aggressively as much as you can and then conservatively invest the money. And that, that's the real key to building up wealth over the long term. It, 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 and, and since then, I, I think people have saved more money. Interestingly, the pandemic has has really encouraged people to save a, a lot more money. I mean, it's uh, it's really uh, remarkable. The savings rate over the last year has been about eighteen percent, which is extraordinary. And 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 we 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 talked a lot about this how how this is really you know changing changing pretty much the dynamic. Of, of of what's happening out there, people are concerned now. They're they're concerned about the the coronavirus. The uh, you know they're concerned about the direction the government is taking. They're concerned about this move to kind of a socialist Marxism that that seems to be permeating the government. Uh, you know the idea of hard work and and, and getting ahead and, and, and fairness and uh, you know that that seems to all be going out the window now for this for this new world order we have. Out there, which which is it's becoming a, a, a concern to people, and, and and this is this is something I I think we're we're going to continue to be dealing with going forward. It's not going to get get you know things are going to change, but it's going to take time. Right now, uh, you know the, the 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 Democratic Party is in charge. They're in charge of the House, the Senate, the uh, the, the the White House, of course, and. And uh, they're, they're, it's not your your father's Democratic Party. It's it's a group, a group of radical leftist Marxists have kind of gotten in power. We have a a president that that is you know is easily malleable, I believe, and we've got a lot of very radical staffers around them instituting one program after another. I mean, it's really extraordinary. If it's not critical race theory, it's it's you know uh, Facebook needs to fall in line and do what the government says, and they're now mandating science, you know, which is whatever they want is the is is science, and and uh, it's it, it, it's moving beyond that. It's moving into higher taxes for companies, higher taxes for individuals. It, it's moving into guaranteed income. It, it's moving into. Uh, in, 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 into universal basic incomes, uh, all, all you know, it's, it's basically the new, it's, it's, it's the socialist agenda, and they're, and they're putting forward. What's remarkable about this, about this all to me is really, uh, it, this is the tightest legislative Congress we've had in 
I, you know, I don't know how long, but it, 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 I, I think it goes back into 50, 60, 70 years. It's razor thin. They people have no margin whatsoever, and yet they're putting through the most radical socialist agenda since since the 1930s, and, and, and they're getting away with it pretty much. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, it, 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 it's really extraordinary. It's not like there was a landslide win and, and the country decided to go this direction. These people just took it and, you know, basically came in and took it. I mean, they just took, you know, the elections was really questionable. Uh, they, they, they had a rate, as, as we said, a rate. It, they, they have, if Pelosi loses four votes, she, she's out. And, and uh, that, that's how razor thin this is. It, it's even 50-50 in, in the Senate. And, and now the Democrats will say, well, we've got the vice president. But that's just, these people have no mandate whatsoever to govern, and yet they're putting through the most radical agenda. You know, politics is all about compromise and getting, and getting things done. And really, what, what, these are much more socialist, Marxist type of people. And they know if, 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 they, if they break the rules, if they bend the rules, if they break the rules, if they ignore the rules, if they jam things through, they can get away with it. And, and they're, 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 there's no interest in a consensus. And in that world, you've got to protect yourself. There's no other way around it. They're after people with wealth. They're after working people. Uh, you know, it, 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 those people, people that save money, you know, that, 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 those are the people, you know, they're, that's who they're after in this world. And, and, and so the idea that, that you're going to get ahead in this is going to be much tougher. Now, look, what they're going to say is, look, we'll give you guaranteed income. We'll take care of you. The government can, you can rely on us for everything. You know, the, the idea of self-sufficiency and self-reliance that's old school. Look, in the look, here's the thing: in the time of crisis, in the time of pandemic, when everybody loses hope, there's nobody you can turn to but government. Now, some of us as Christians, followers of Jesus Christ, who will turn to Him. No, He was a man of two thousand years ago. We have the smartest people in the world today. We don't need Jesus Christ. Okay, that is their. That is their philosophy. That is their belief. Have you heard them bring 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 God into anything? It has not happened. That's a, that's a major concern. Okay, and and, and 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 we need to stand up against this. It is evil, is what it is. It, but but what what we're seeing. It, so in this time, is you have to be more cautious. You have to protect yourself. You have to save money, and that's what the American people are sensing. This is why we've got this eighteen percent savings rate recently. I mean, people are getting out there more, but they're very cautious. They're very concerned, and they're frightened, quite frankly, about what's happening in the world. And rightfully so. We have a country that 200 and something years ago, golly, it's getting a long time now. What is that? It's almost 245 years ago. They came up with an idea that all people that we that we want that all people. Are, are, are equal in the eyes of God. They came at, the, at that every person should have a vote. It, it, it should be a democracy. We should not have an elite class, a, a ruling class, lords and kings, and uh, telling people what to do. No taxation without representation. I mean, these were radical ideas. They 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 pulled them from the Greeks from the first democracy. I mean, it's you know, at one time they actually wanted to have Greek as their official. Uh, language. I mean, because they wanted a democracy. This was so important. This was an utterly radical idea in the world at the time. I mean, uh, these people were, were, I mean, at the time, reviewed like communists. You know, the founding fathers, Jefferson and and, and, and the rest of them, uh, Franklin, all of them, uh, Washington, the idea of, of a democracy, the idea that the president would step down and not become a king, those people that wanted Washington to become a king were absolutely radical. They built the country up. Everybody in the world wanted to come to it. Well, the biggest problem we have today is people are flooding in across our borders. I mean, that's not that these people are bad people. They want to be free. They want opportunity. They want to be live in a world where they're treated, they're all treated equal to everybody else. That doesn't happen in their country. You know, there's a reason why everybody wants to come to the United States, and it's not for universal basic income. It's not for it's not for critical race thinking training. It's not for all these other ridiculous insanity of the Democrats. It's because of the United States of America. We fundamentally altered the world. We changed the world. 
you know, we, we set the standard for democracy. We set the standard for voting. We set the standard for innovation. Everything, almost every major thing that's come out of the world has come out of the United States in the last hundred years. It's extraordinary. If you put up what the American people have done against all, everything else, we have outshone in the last hundred years, far none. And then we have a group of a group of people running the United States now telling us that we're the worst country in the world. You know, we're, we're you know the reason the reason people came to the United States of America was they wanted slavery. I mean, that is the dumbest idea the world's ever seen. I mean, I can barely even say what I really think about it over the radio. I can't, quite frankly. It, it's complete BS. I mean, people came here for a future, it, it, and they came here. For religious freedom, they came here for personal freedom, they came here for opportunity, and they came here because they felt that they came to the United States of America, they would have a chance based on who they are, not their station in life, not their caste, not, not, not their peerage, or not anything else on what they could do. And that, that's why we're here. And so we need to go back to that. We need to go back to the garden uh, you know, that got us here. We need to soundly reject this, this, you know, just asinine critical race theory. The United States is of a bad place, you know, because if, if there is no United States, the world is a materially, materially worse place. And so we need, you know, so understand where we are right now. And so now we have a government that, that, that is, it says, look, hey, we, we can take care of it. We can, we can spend money. Uh, the, in, the inflation, we just got a 5.4% inflation number uh, for the year. Uh, nothing to see here. Uh, Stephanie Kelton, uh, uh, for, you know, the biggest proponent of modern monetary theory, said this is just transitory. You know, and, and, and look, and, and, and Stephanie admits it. We're in an experimental economy. Uh, you know, and, and we're, we're, you know, by that she means, look, right, we, we have this new theory. It's not a theory. It's the policy of the United States of America, modern monetary theory, where we can spend as much money as we can. This is why we can have universal basic income. This is why we can, we can have all these free things. We can have free school, free this, free. Everything will be free because we can print it. We can spend as much money as we can because we can print it because we have a Federal Reserve. So that, that, that's modern monetary theory. And they admit it's experimental. It, it, but now we're seeing the, the 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 results of it, which is going to be the inflation over the long term. And this is what you've got to do: is is you've got to move to protect to protect your your retirement in this type of world. And and and, and I think I, I think more important than ever, it, more than, now it's, it's more important than ever to say that. I mean, uh, do, do we have a, a question here? Yes, we have Daniel on the phone. Okay. Hey, Daniel. Welcome to the Max Health Savings Show. Thank you very much, Ted. Look, I have a specific question on a specific stock, Caledonia Mining. Uh, what I'm seeing here, Ted, is I do my due research. It had a $50 million shaft to put in. It's self-funded. It's making money. It's going from 60,000 ounces to 80,000 ounces, 2022, and yet the stock price drops. I don't understand why. You are a lot smarter than I am. If you could tell me, I know it's a Zimbabwe company, so it's not in the United States. But every time they pay a dividend, they, they up it by one penny. So the return is over 4%. I don't understand why the price is going down. Okay, well, you're making an assumption, first of all, Daniel, on my intelligence. But uh, what's the symbol on it? CMCL. Uh, a couple thoughts. Yeah, here it is. Okay. The... Uh, yeah, it's got a hundred forty-four million dollar market cap on it, which is is is, is not. I mean, it's Zimbabwe's a tough place to do business, but uh, you know the, the company looks like it, it, it's earning money. Like you said, it, it, it's paying a dividend. Uh, look, I, I think the answer to the question on this one is is that. All of the precious metal stocks, a lot of those are selling off in here right now. And, and, and we had a big run-up uh, last year uh, in, in, in earlier this year, and that, now they're, they're, they're pulling back. And I think that is it as much as anything else. Uh, I, I, th I think we're, we're sort of working in, in this phase that, 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 that Wall Street has bought into the narrative that, that the, the – uh, 
inflation is going to be transitory. Uh, We're we're not seeing it. Will the price (laughs) of used cars drop? Yeah. Will some other things drop a little bit? But they're not going to drop that much. It, and, and they're going to continue to spend money. The people think the economy is going to slow down. We're, we're, we're just, uh, you know, we're not going to see. I'm going to explain why that's not going to happen. I, I think I think you're seeing a little bit of a sell-off that's going to probably continue some more. And then I think these are going to stabilize and move up because modern monetary okay. theory says you can print as much money as you can. Ted, I was afraid that BlackRock was going to take this company over because I watched what they were buying. And they were buying and buying. And all of a sudden, they're selling. And it's like, wait a minute. What the heck is going on? You're pushing the price down. You have the power to push the price down if you want to. But when you're going from 61,000 ounces per year production to 80,000 ounces and your unit costs are going down, I'm sorry. To me, that's basic. And and your stock prices are dropping. There's got to be another reason. Well, I mean, people are not stupid. Yeah. Now, now, Daniel, look. Uh, I don't know this company per se. It's a, it's a real small cap here. But but right. I, 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 two things I'll say right now, uh, and I'm going to expand upon this. Uh, very shocking what happened in South Africa. I think that was the biggest story this week that nobody paid attention to. Uh, and I, but I think it's I think it's a drop in in uh, gold prices. I'm not really so. But I think there's just a lot of selling in the group. It's not performing, and people are so, look. They're going to continue okay. to print money. I would stick with the group. I, I, I don't see any news. I, I, I to, to answer your question. Okay, thanks, Ted. That, their margins were off a little bit, but but that's about all that's there. I, I think really think it's 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 general. It, the whole groups are selling off just a little bit. Okay, thank you very much, Ted. I really really appreciate it. Okay, take care, Daniel. Uh, we'll be right back after this quick break right here on the Max Out Savings Show. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Welcome back. 
the Maxell Savings Show. We're talking savings investments in your retirement. If you have a question or comment, you can give us a call at 713-339-1070. You can also listen anywhere in the world by going to AM1070 Answers, uh, uh, KNTH's website, uh, AM1070 The Answer. Uh, and you can also catch our podcast there. If you look through the on the website, you can find the podcast as well. So we've got a lot of listeners out there. Uh, so if you've got a question, give us a call. Uh, I wanted to talk, since actually had a question about an African stock, uh, there was a, I think well, a huge story last week that basically most people didn't even hear about. It was some rioting in South Africa. The uh, Zuma, the president, ex-president, was, was jailed for corruption charges. I think he refused to. They had him dead to rights to corruption, so he refused to show up, so they sentenced him for not showing up for 13 months. And so there was rioting in a number of the provinces over there. And it was, you know, it, now, it, but that, that's what you do, you know, when, when you're unhappy. Uh, the, you know, the, the, the go-to playbook is for Black Lives Matter is to riot and loot the store. And loot the Target, loot the Walmart. And so, of course, they, they looted the, the, you know, the, the South African equivalent of the Target in the Walmart. Well, the problem and why this is such a big story is it didn't stop there. It kept going. They looted 200 malls. They looted, it didn't, and then once that was done, they, they, they continued to loot. And then they looted, and so, so. So typically, if, if, you, if, if, if you loot, you know, the target is a Walmart in Minneapolis, Portland, Oregon, the rest of the places, uh, what happens is, well, they go in, you know, the, the store is looted. They go in and fix it up, and, and a week later it's there, or they restock the shelves from the warehouses, and, and we're all back to normal. You know, it's, it's not a problem. I mean, that was the Black Lives Matter and Antifa standard tactic all over the United States. Anytime someone was shot, they loot that loot. But it went further than that in South Africa. They looted the warehouses. They looted the distribution centers. If you see some of the video on it, it looks like something out of out of The Walking Dead. I mean, it's extraordinary. The, 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 these overhead shots of thousands and thousands of people converging on the warehouse. I mean, it is something like I have never seen. And they looted the warehouses. Then they went and looted the port in Durban as well, one of the bigger ports in the Southern Hemisphere. There, And so they've looted the drug stores, they've looted the grocery stores, they've looted everything and the warehouses. So the country is on the verge of collapse. And so they're going to so that's going to have to be imported back into the country from elsewhere, and that's going to take time. There's shortages of critical shortages of food. There's shortages of medicine, and it's not going to get better because the warehouses have been looted. The distributions they've been not only looted, they've been destroyed. They they took the forklift trucks. They took the dis, you know you look at some of the uh, the bottling company plants. They, they, they all the trucks are open, and some of them are are, are burning. And it, it's going to take them. The country is close to collapse. That's the if, if you let this looting get out of control, and I think you're going to hear more about what happened in South Africa, because in parts of South Africa where completely the economy has been completely obliterated in, 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 in basically uh, an orgy of self-destruction in looting. And, and so this is something that but – it, but it's not going to be able to come back, I want you to understand, because they've destroyed the, the, the distribution infrastructure, the warehousing infrastructure, and the port infrastructure as well. And so they're, they're, they're really in trouble over there. And this is a danger that we, we have basically just laughed off and it allowed this looting to go on in the United States. Something to think about. Tell what, uh, Jennifer, do we have a phone call? Yes, we have Charles on the phone. Okay. Welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. <clears throat> Good morning. Yes, uh, with your, uh, I just want to offer a comment on what, you're just, what you were just saying about South Africa. I think people need to be aware that the big elephant in the room over there is none other than China. They have, uh, China had, I know I've seen articles and all about, and this has been probably two to three years ago, of having people being brought over to mainland China for indoctrination. So, uh, th- this is this is all well planned and orchestrated. So it wouldn't it, don't be surprised if the Chinese you start to see more involvement with the with the CCP over there in, in South Africa. But uh, Ted, my question is is <clears throat> with regard to uh, uh, over the past couple of weeks uh, the energy sector has taken a hit. 
Um, what I wanted to get, get your take on is do you see any stability there? I know uh, Shell Oil now only owns, I think, worldwide six refineries, and I can't, you know, I mean, as far as the other, and Exxon, of course, now has activists on their board. I'm not exactly sure where the, you know, where, where the energy sector is going to be moving forward here. I'd like your comments on that. And also, uh, one other comment I'd like to, uh, that I would ask of you is also regarding the supply chain. Uh, I recently heard a gentleman on the radio who apparently deals with logistics regarding shipping. And over on the West Coast, he says that the um, number of ships that are sitting in the docks, that they can't get these things unloaded, uh, he says he says is having a profound effect on the on the on the supply chain, and so uh, I think you know that in and of itself is I think the reason why even with chips and all I think if you can't if if the supply chain is being interrupted either because they don't have the, the stevedore people or the you know the longshoremen to work that's that's a that's a that's a big problem here in the country and. Uh, I just like to get your thoughts on a couple of these items. That, that, that's a good, good, good point. So let me, let me uh, uh, Charles. As far as energy goes, what I think is what we're going to see there is I think we're going to see underinvestment in the energy sector. Now, uh, it, it, the energy sector takes a lot of investment to keep to keep the uh, particularly oil flowing. You got to look for new fields. You got to drill new wells. Those type of things. And, and so by pulling it back some. You're not going to see with oil up at seventy dollars right now, which is a good number. You're not you're not seeing a frenzy of drilling all over the country because these a lot of these companies are under huge pressure. Uh, the, the the by by their boards, uh, they saw what happened to Exxon, so they're being very careful. There, uh, that was a huge. It was a disaster. What what uh, engine number one, which is some little bitty hedge fund somewhere, did with the help of BlackRock, quite frankly, and Larry Fink, was 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 to, to frighten all the oil industry in, in, into pulling back and doing this ESG stuff. So so they're they're cutting back production. That's going to lead to a, a slower growth of production. So I think prices are going to stay high, and they're going to they're going to they're going to operate for profitability versus oil production, which they have in the past. So I still think going forward, energy is going to do is going to be a pretty good place to be. They're not going to put any more refineries in. They're going to get rid of the more polluting refineries to try to cut back on CO2 usage, which is going to help, again, if you can reduce some refining capacity, that's going to keep margins up. So I think the margins are going to be a little better. We are going to see an enormous rollout of electric cars over the next couple of years, but it's going to take a lot of time to get it. And I think it's I go back to the cigarettes analogy. Uh, Twenty years ago, cigarettes were going to be phased out, and here we are years later, and Philip Morris has done very well over that time. So I, I think there's still a lot of strategy there, uh, but but I, I think we really have to beat back. Uh, I, I, we have to beat back Larry Fink and BlackRock. I mean, I don't know why the state of Texas is not going after him, hammer and tong, to, to sit there. And be, because this idea of defunding the oil and gas industry, it, it's going to cost jobs in, in, in economic growth in Texas. Uh, as far as the supply chains, that's a real deal. It, another story that was, uh, uh, I think, I believe it was Union Pacific has shut down their, their east, eastbound rail uh, uh, traffic from the, the ports to try to get things straightened out a little bit for a couple days. I think it's a couple days just moratorium because because the rail yards are so full of stuff all across the country and they're trying to clean them out so they can get things moving. Look, this is this is not just the economy reopened and there's a demand. This has been going on now for probably four or five months. I think it's going to continue. It doesn't show signs of slowing down, Charles. And the interesting thing is, is they're talking about the, uh, the the products on the shelf for Christmas is going to be very tight because the retailers have not been able to get their supplies into the country because it, because there's such a massive backup in the supply chains. Uh, understand the United States economy over the last 10, 20 years, but really in the last 10 years, 10, 20 years has really been set up in just-in-time supply. So we have a, a magnificent supply chain that, that you know, I'm building, a, building the, 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 my cars. And then right at the end of the day, you know, the things start slowing down. 
after uh, in the evening, here comes uh, some trains and trucks, refills all the, the, the supplies, and then they, we start the next day. Well, they, they can't get the supplies, and they have no inventory out there because of, 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 of these just-in-time supply chains, and, uh, and that's really affecting things. The, Jap- the best co- company that's navigated the best through this is Toyota. Why is Toyota doing so well? Because they had a huge earthquake about, about a decade or so back in, in Japan, wiped out a, a number of plants, and, 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 and Toyota had to virtually shut down for about three months. So what Toyota said is, look, for critical parts, we want a three-month supply of critical parts for our cars. Uh, stockpile or in, in warehouses. The the American American companies across most industries haven't done that, and that's leading. This is a this is a, it's going to take a lot of time, and this is going to create more inflation. Well, you Good know, you, yeah, you mentioned about the uh, the uh, uh, the logistics here in the supply chain. I mean, I, I find it somewhat surprising that that people especially young people, there's opportunities here because, I mean, if people are going to take their cars and drive and, and use Uber to make a living, anybody with half a brain would say, wait a minute, if if I can get a commercial license and learn how to drive a rig, because apparently these, these truckers, there's such, a, there's such a shortage of people driving trucks. Now, I'm not saying that that's an easy job. It's a, it's a pretty tough job, but on the other hand, these people that are driving Uber, you know, taking their cars and, and driving Uber and that sort of and Lyft, I mean, if if that's your if that's your bag, so to speak, these people ought to really consider, you know, maybe learning how to drive a, a semi or a tractor trailer because I think personally, the, the you know, the, the income that they'll make will be above and beyond whatever they'll make. Oh, doing. Yeah. there's no doubt. That's a good point, Charles. Yeah. So okay, well, I, I appreciate your thoughts on that, Ted. Okay, take care. If you got any questions or comments, seven one three nine seven here at the show. Uh, the uh, one thing we want to look at here is is withdrawals and IRAs. I wanted to just touch base on that today. Uh, how, how do you handle that? Uh, typically, the research shows you can take about four percent out over time. Uh, the numbers a little. I think it was about four point two eight percent. There's there's been a lot of research done on that. And so what's the best way to do it? And one of the things I want to touch on, a Roth is a very important thing to have because uh, the Roth IRA lets you take money out tax-free. And so the Roth is when you're taking money out for retirement, you want to take – generally, you want to have enough money on the sidelines for emergencies outside of there. And then you want to take it out of – if it's it's non-qualified, which means you don't pay taxes, you take that first. Then you take it out of the IRA, which you take – taxes out on. And generally, if you keep in mind, you're going to have Social Security as well. So that's your first is Social Security. Then you take some out of your personal savings if it's non-qualified, if you have enough to draw down there. And then you take it out of your IRA. The final thing you do is the Roth IRA. The better way to do the Roth IRA is is to use that for emergencies, special situations. Oh no, I need to buy a new car. We've been hit by a medical bill. Something where, where you might have to take ten thousand out for for something. Well, the problem is is you're retired. If you have to take an extra ten or fifteen thousand out for an emergency, that's going to be taxed at the top marginal bracket. But if you can take that money out at that time out of your Roth. It's non-taxable, so so that doesn't bump your tax rates up. So so the so the the key to understanding the Roth IRA is that's your most you use that to to most efficiently manage your taxes. So in, in periods of heavy income need or, or or emergency or high you know automobile whatever, that's when you pull more money out of the Roth because that's gonna that's gonna be the most tax efficient money because you're you're you you know if you're taking out if you generally have fifty thousand dollars a year in, in in retirement income coming in and, and you need an extra ten or fifteen thousand that's gonna kick you that's gonna be in your higher bracket or if you're you know if you're making sixty or seventy you can pull out the higher income it's even more important with the Roth because you're getting hit at a higher level that's the top marginal bracket so for when an emergency money needs to come out. Keep in mind that that's going to be your most expensive tax money. So use the Roth in that case. Tell you what, we're coming up here in a quick break. We'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. 
This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air... We're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees stayed alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant. And since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com. And we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, got a question or comment? Give us a call, 713-339-1070. We'll get your questions answered. Uh, the, the question, a uh, uh, couple things, you know, the, the markets here, what, 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 where are we with the markets? And, and I think that's, I, I think that's something that, that I think we really want to watch. I think we're we're in a correction phase now. I think it's been going on for a while, and I, I think I think we're starting to see it play out. And so, so what, I'm going to take a quick call, and then I'm going to expand upon this. Uh, the, welcome to the Max Out Savings Show, Jennifer. Do we have a caller? Oh yes, we have Chuck on the line. Hello, Chuck. Max Out Saving Show. Hi, hi Chad. Uh, I was confused by the way these bonds are acting, and they act like we're going to go into a recession. You know, the rates keep dropping. Maybe the economy isn't as great as we all think. That's a good question, Chuck. I, I tell you what. Look, this, this is this is the the, the real the the, the real crux of the matter right now. Right now, the, the, the 10 year is at about 1.3%. It, it, it peaked earlier this year, uh, right around 1.75% back in, in March. Since then, the inflation has really moved up quite aggressively, surprising everybody. Now, a, a couple things I think are happening. I think the Fed is in there trying to keep long rate rates down so they so they're dampening in they're worried about inflation expectations and i think this is one thing the way they're trying to do it at the same time there was a whole lot of people short bonds a lot of hedge funds those those hedge funds when the, when the, the when the thing started going down had to cover and, the, and, the, and they've been pushing the rates down it's kind of the same thing with with the, with the precious metals it's backed off a little bit as well and so you got to ask yourself uh what you know what, what's going on here? And, and, I, and I think I think the answer is this inflation is real. I think Wall Street has brought the narrative that the inflation is transitory. We're not seeing it as we just talked about. We got six months of supply chain issues 
right now. They, they just this week uh, they're starting. The IRS is sending out checks and income. In the past, when we had tax credits, people got the tax credit when they filed the their taxes. What 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 Biden's done is he's sending every every uh, in the Congress they they send everybody a if if you have a child under five or under two hundred and fifty dollars a month and if they're over uh, over uh, six over five years old they're getting three uh, I'm sorry three hundred they're getting under under six they're getting three hundred dollars a month over six they're getting two hundred and fifty dollars a month per child that's just starting up that's more money they're pushing into the system so. I think eventually this is going to start catching up. The, this, it, we, look, we just had a 0.9% inflation rate for the month, which is extraordinary. Uh, for, for June, we had our inflation rate right now is running at 5.4% over the last 12 months. So, so I, I don't. I mean, I don't understand where people think that that, we, that that the inflation is not going to be there. The government is committed to spending an enormous amount of money on modern monetary theory, it, it, and so I think. You're seeing the rates bottom in here. I think they're going to start going up. Is, look, is the economy slowing a little bit? Yeah. We, they can't get enough chips for the cars. A lot of people are going, look, I can't afford a car at this price. They're going to wait till the prices come down. So our car price is going to come down yet. Same thing with houses. Look, I cannot afford a house that's 35% more. I'm going to wait. But they're all underneath there. They're waiting, and they're going to buy as the prices come down. So this economy, I think, is going to stay pretty good. Even if the economy slows, you still have an issue with inflation. Wages are going up over 3%, I think 3.4%, 3.6%, something like that. They're going up. Inflation's going up. People can't find workers. They're having to, 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 you're getting wage inflation. Inflation is it's not just the price of copper or chips. It's the price of every single thing out there is going up. And companies are, are going to have to raise prices. So as they raise prices, the prices of the parts that are going to other other appliances, cars, whatever, their our homes are going up as well. So I, I think you're going to see it go up. I don't buy the narrative that, that inflation is, is transitory for a couple months. Even the Fed is admitting this now. And I think we're going to see inflation. I think it's going to come back. And I think you're going to see after the correction, we're in a correction now, after the correction, I think you're going to see this these things start going up again. Do you think the Fed's also selling gold, trying to keep it at 1800 as a target now? I think it go up. Yeah, I think they're desperate to control. And one thing, if you listen to what the, the Fed says, is they're, they're watching inflation expectations very closely. And I think the genie's out of the bottle on inflation expectations. The American people, I've, I've seen some numbers, they're really expecting, I don't have it written down here, but, but they're expecting inflation to be very high over the next 12 months. So I, I think it, it, it every. Every business executive out there right now is dealing with inflation. The, the, every housewife that's going to the store is dealing with inflation. Everybody's dealing with it. So I, I, I think the, the, the inflation expectations are now manifesting themselves. And the other important thing to understand is right now, the, uh, the, uh, if you look at the 10-year the now, it, it has negative 3.7%. Uh, real rate, which means money, people with cash or uh, in bonds or particularly in money market, they're losing value. So they're starting to put it in all types of things, and this money is starting to flash. So these expectations are there. They're not going away over the next month or two. And so I think we're in a correction in the markets right now. I think it's going to reassert itself. I think tech is really going to get hit pretty hard in here pretty quickly because these interest rates are going to start going up. As rates go up, it's going to hit the tech sector and other parts of the market. On the longer Thanks. end, rates are going to go up. Thanks a lot, Ted. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a tough situation with this inflation right now. I mean, it's, it is it is what is. If you want to get in with a quick question, 713-339-1070. This is the last segment of the show. And uh, what, what, what we're looking at is... Uh, uh, do we have another uh, uh, caller, Jennifer? I'll take that as a no. Uh, the uh, see, that, I, that's what I think we're seeing. I, you know, again, we're working through this, but but this inflation is out there. 
the, the, the spending is – they're not talking – the Biden is now trying to push through the $3.5 trillion infrastructure program. So how is the economy going to slow down? Maybe it's just a trillion, but it's still – is the economy going to slow down some? Yeah, our our used prices. What you're going to hear in the next month or two, used car prices are going to fall. So get look, we're expecting that. You can't have a nine nine percent increase in used car prices in one month. It's going to start cooling down. People are going to say, "Well, I'll just sell my extra car, get some cash because I can get such a good price for it." Or look, I can't afford that car. I'm going to wait. And so you're going to see. But the problem is, these people are waiting. They're underneath the market. So as prices come down, they're going to come in. And so I, I, that's what I think we're looking at. I mean, I think this this inflation is the real deal. Now, the question is with the markets. I mean, we're starting to see some breakdowns in the markets. And if you look at, at the averages, a lot of stocks have been selling off over the last couple months. It's been the same, you know, the five or six stocks, Facebook, Amazon, Google, uh, uh, Microsoft, that are kind of propping up the market in here. It, but understand, those stocks I just talked about, they're going to have to be dealing with antitrust issues. The Republicans, look, if there is one thing the Republicans and the Democrats agree on out there, if the left and the right agree on is they want, they want to do something about technology. I mean, it, it's rare to find, I mean, we've got the most polarized political system since the, probably the Civil War, and yet they agree something needs to be done about tech. So they're going to, they're going to come in with some with some tough issues on tech, and that's going to slow down their earnings. And it's not going to be all freebies for them. At the same time, if these interest rates go up, if the 10-year goes back up to 1.75 and then makes a run to two like we think it's going to do, that's going to also pressure these high multiple tech stocks. So they're kind of the last generals are starting to fall in the market. But underneath it, if you, if you look at the, at the advanced decline, if you look at the percentage below the 50-day moving average, two, those have all been really, th- th- those internals in the market have been deteriorating. And this is why you want to have some cash in the sidelines to take advantage of, of the moves. The precious metals, look, I think this is a big, I think this is a big long-term move in the precious metals, and I think you need to, to wait on that. I think some of these other big trends, you, you, you wait for some pullbacks and can get into those trends. The, the inflation is a trend, the precious metals, the base commodities, copper, uh, zinc, uh, the, the, you know, some of the aluminum, these are going to be, there's going to be huge demand for those uh, with electric cars. And what people understand is all this, uh, the, the CO2, getting rid of the CO2, the, the environmental stuff, the ESG, that is requires a huge amount of industrialization. You've got to build the electric cars. You've got to rebuild the electric infrastructure. We've got to rebuild our transportation infrastructure. Uh, we've got to rebuild power. Gen- we've got to increase our power generation because if everything's going to be electric, where's the electricity going to come from for the car? All of that's going to require power. All of that's going to retire oil and gas. All of that is going to require rebuilding. At the same time, we're, re- we're reshoring our supply chains because we're now realizing that there's a threat from China. If China, if China invades Taiwan, we're toast because we don't have enough. We only make about 13% of our, of our semiconductors, which is just extraordinary. So that's why you're seeing companies scramble to build new semiconductor plants in Texas and Arizona and places like that and around the country because we've got to get these things back. All of this requires spending. All this requires capital. All this requires workers. It requires commodities, everything. And so this is going to continue. So I'm not looking for the big slow. I think we're going to see somewhat of a slowdown but not what people think. And if it is, it's going to be a stagflation and inflationary slowdown. And keep in mind, the minute the economy slows down, the, the Fed's going to pump in more money. And so eventually it's going to be, have a corrosive effect on the dollar. And the dollar's going to start to fall, which is going to be even more inflationary. So I think that, that's sort of the strategy in here right now. I, I think you want to continue to stick with that. And, and understand, I, I think you still want to be careful with the fixed income, but the danger is they just have put too much money into the economy. Now, the Fed will say, look, eventually th- their strategy is kind of like, look, we'll just keep flooding the system of money. And, yeah, there's shortages of chips and there's shortage of copper and everything else, but eventually we're going to give everybody so much money, there, there's going to be excess capacity of everything out there. But what they don't understand is eventually people are going to lose confidence in the, in the dollar. Look. If you think, put yourself in, in, if you're a European or if you're a Latin American person or an Asian, you've got money in dollars, you're, can everything, you're, you're, 
when you're, you're, you're running a lot of stuff on down, you're going to start getting nervous. You're looking at what's happening in the United States. They've got riots. They've got critical race theory. Everybody's telling you that the U.S. is the world's worst place. You've got a Federal Reserve that in the minute the economy hiccups, the Fed floods the system with more money. They just grew their balance sheet by 80, 83% uh, here uh, during the economic crisis. The United States has spent more money per, per percentage of GDP than any other country in the world. Eventually, you're going to go, wait a minute. I've never seen a country spend its way to prosperity. You're going to start selling down the dollar. And that's the Achilles heel of, 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 of the Democrats is because the, you know, the universal basic income, free education, free medical care, free this, nobody has to work. We're just going to spend money. It didn't work in Venezuela. It didn't work in Russia. It didn't work in Cuba. It, it's not going to work in the United States. So that the, 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 the lower dollar, it, it, the, the problems are going to manifest itself over time with a lower dollar. And as that does, that's going to be more inflationary. It, the, the modern monetary theory is going to fail. And, and so what you've got to do is position your retirement to understand that, because if that inflation takes hold, it could damage your Social Security, it could damage your pension, it could damage your fixed annuities. All these could be badly hit. So that, that's, some, that's what you have to understand in, in, in this world. And that, that's why we talk so much about these, these big issues, because it is a different world. And, and, and the people in power, the Democrats, they're radicals. They're very left-wing, and, and they fundamentally believe they can, under modern monetary theory, that they can spend as much money as they can. This is why they're saying, why don't we do it? This is why they're pushing through a $3.2 trillion infrastructure program. This is why we have a $3 trillion debt. This is why we're now giving money to families with kids. Look, I think it's a good idea, but where's the money going to come from? And that is the danger to your retirement. If anyone, actually, we're coming up here about the end of the show. A couple thoughts. I mean, we want to continue to save aggressively as much as possible to up wealth. And look, if you're concerned about the direction of the economy of the, of the world, the United States, do something. Stand up. To, you know, Maybe you can't run for Congress, but you can you can boycott some companies out there that that are they're doing things you don't like. And, and if you tell your tell your friends, if they say, "Look, hey, I like Nike shoes," or you know what you tell them, say, "Fine, that's okay." But if there's something else, then stand up and then boycott them. I mean, it, you have to. Every person has to stand. Go to your school board, talk about critical race theory, stand up for your country. But everybody has to do something. And remember our motto in philosophy on this uh, Max Up Savings Show, you have to do this, to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That is the key to building up wealth. We'll see you next week right here on the Max Up Savings Show. <laughs> 